look at this chart, it's PayPal's stock price. It was once soaring at over $300 a share and has now plummeted by a jaw-dropping 80%. It is trading at just $55 a share. Is this the end of the road for PayPal or could it be a golden investment opportunity in disguise? There is actually a debate on Wall Street. Some believe PayPal is a financial technology dinosaur losing its market leadership. Others believe it's a sleeping giant waiting to rise from the ashes. The million dollar question is, who's got it right? Today, I answered that million dollar question. Let's talk about that. I'm Hoda Mare, founder and CEO of Stockcard, a fintech startup out of California that helps you do your fundamental investment research in the stock market faster and easier. On this show, I discuss detailed fundamental analysis like today's episode about PayPal and share fascinating investing-related stories like last week's episode about how you can double your money in the stock market faster. If you are new here, join us by subscribing. Every now and then, Wall Street calls a company the new IBM. We like to compare PayPal, unfortunately, to, to an IBM of the world. We wonder, like, is this the new big blue? Thinking about a company that, that was at the top of its industry that ultimately saw its organic growth prospects start to decline. By that, they mean a market leader that has lost its touch fallen behind competitors, and there is no hope of recovery for the company and its stock price. For example, in 2019, most Wall Street analysts called Apple the new IBM, as the company's stock price crashed from $58 per share in August 2018 to $38 per share in December of the same year, going down more than 30% in less than a quarter. Apple survived and thrived to $175 per share now, a 360% return in five years. What made Apple succeed? And do we see similarities between Apple of 2019 and PayPal's of 2023? Three things worry investors about PayPal now. Its total transaction volume growth has slowed down, mostly in 10% range. Competition from Apple Pay and other digital payments is growing, and the company's transaction margin or profitability is shrinking. Are these valid concerns? Purely and mathematically, they are right. Slow growth, competition, and margin concerns. But investing is all about the context behind the numbers. Here's the context. The digital payment industry is expected to grow by 11% per year in the next few years. The growth in the US market is expected to be faster at around 14% annually. PayPal's business is quite international and its total payment volume growth is about the same as the overall market's growth. It's moving at the market's pace. That's not bad. Concerns about competition are valid too. Let's take Apple Pay as an example. Apple is patient and can leverage its devices to push its own payment system. 
other digital payment companies aren't sitting idle either. However, PayPal has a head start and a strong base in this market. It has over 400 million active accounts versus Apple Pay's 55 million, and it offers more than a payment button. PayPal has a product portfolio that covers all aspects of digital payments, from PayPal's payment infrastructure that consumers like you and I can use directly to buy things to peer-to-peer -peer payment through its Venmo division and digital payment processing infrastructure through its Braintree platform. PayPal has a robust product portfolio. So yes, Apple is competing in one segment, but PayPal has peer-to-peer -peer and payment processing infrastructure to grow with. In fact, Apple of 2019 was in the same boat. Revenue from iPhone was going down, but Apple already had a rapidly growing service segment by leveraging its device user base. Similarly, PayPal has a rapidly growing Braintree business and Venmo is growing fast and it can rely on them to grow. The last point is the transaction margin. This figure is going down from 51% a year ago to roughly 46% in the latest quarter. It represents the ratio of total revenue less transaction expenses and transaction and credit losses to the total revenue. It's very similar to gross margin. How much does the company keep after it removes all its variable costs? This figure is critical to the company's continued profitability. If it keeps going down, the stock price will go down with it. But the context matters, right? Braintree is the reason for the lower transaction margin. The company has already explained that as it focuses on selling higher value add-on solutions to Braintree customers, it will be able to improve its margin in Q4 this year and beyond. I buy that story. Technology product success is all about upselling. This means you get a new client and keep selling more to the same client. That's precisely what Braintree is going after. With large clients such as Uber, Booking.com, Meta, and even TikTok, PayPal has a strong base to upsell new products such as transaction fraud prevention and other services to improve its margin. Before we wrap up and decide what to do with PayPal's stock, let me show you PayPal's stock card. A stock card collects more than 300 pieces of data about every publicly traded stock and ETF in the US from world-class data sources such as Morningstar and visualizes them into easy to understand and intuitive cards. For example, PayPal's stock card tells us PayPal has strong growth potential, acceptable financial status, and an undervalued stock. Investors have a negative or bearish sentiment about the company and its stock has underperformed the market's average in recent months. If you want to gather more information about each aspect of the company and its stock, you can click on the appropriate section and get the details under each. It's super easy and fast and gives you everything you need to know to invest in any stock or ETF. 
Try it for yourself for free and see how it can help you do your research better and faster. Go to stockcard.io and start your research. Back to PayPal. Now that we have the context behind what concerns PayPal's investors, let's recap PayPal's fundamentals very quickly. PayPal is a $64 billion company with $28.5 billion in annual revenue, 3.5% quarter over quarter, and 6.5% year over year revenue growth. It's profitable with positive net income and EBITDA, but we do have to keep an eye on that profitability and transaction margin that are shrinking for now. It generates $5 billion in free cash flow and uses its cash flow to buy back shares, which is a good thing for investors, especially at the current lower stock price level. It has a solid balance sheet, but carries about $10 billion in long-term debt. Even with that amount of debt, its financial health ratios, such as debt to equity or debt affordability ratio are quite healthy. The company's stock price is valued at 16 times its earnings, 10 times its future earnings, and 2.3 times its sales. These valuation ratios are lower than PayPal's peers, and the average of companies in the S&P 500 giving PayPal's stock an undervalued valuation. Now the question is whether the stock is a buy or not. Buffett says it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. We know we can buy PayPal at a great price, but is PayPal a wonderful company or just an average digital payment provider hanging in the balance? What is the definition of a wonderful company? A monopoly or a company with such a strong competitive moat that cannot be bothered by the competition, has pricing power, and is run by a solid management team. That's the definition that I give to a wonderful company. It's simple to understand, but not always obvious. In the case of Apple of 2019, when investors were calling it the new IBM, it was a strong customer base who loved their Apple devices that gave the company its competitive moat. These devices were so entrenched in the customer's day-to-day -day lives that Apple could upsell its services and other devices and grow from there. For me, PayPal has a similar moat. Many businesses all around the world have PayPal as an integrated part of their payment system. We actually have PayPal as an integrated part of our system at Stockard. The company has 42% market share of the global digital payment volume, with 400 million active accounts in more than 200 countries. PayPal has a solid customer base to upsell new products and services. I own shares of PayPal and I will add a bit more to it. The risk is that I overestimate the company's competitive moat. To mitigate that risk, I may spread out my investment and wait to hear the next quarterly earnings, especially because I want to hear from PayPal's new CEO too. 
This episode goes well with a six-step fundamental analysis guide that I published recently. If you want to learn or brush up your skills in how to do fundamental analysis, that's a good episode to watch and listen right after this one. I'll see you next time.